Hi everyone, I'm Pastor Eric. And I'm Chelsea. And we're here to welcome you back to another exciting episode of The Good News in Harry Potter. Today we're going to be talking about Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Chapter 7, The Boggart in the Wardrobe. So Chelsea, what did you like about this chapter? I really liked seeing all the creative ways that the students turned their fears into something funny. Like, I don't think that I would have thought of taking off a spider's leg so that it just rolls about on the floor. Yeah, I really uh, uh, appreciate that scene because it played out a lot differently in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially this this whole, all the descriptions of all the different ways that they made this Bogart ridiculous yes. um, was just so fruitful. And I think it showed a bunch of like insight into all these little minor characters that we don't really see that often. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What was your favorite part? I really like Lupin. He is such a cool guy. Um, even as he was taking the class, first of all, out of the classroom, you know, telling them they're going to have a practical lesson and uh, everyone remembering that the less practical Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson they had was when a bunch of fairies got released and it was an absolute terror. Cornish pixies. Cornish pixies. That's why Kelsey's the uh, Harry Potter aficionado, <laughs> folks. Gotta keep it right, you know? And that they're just waltzing through the corridors and they run into Peeves. Peeves, which is the nightmare of the school, the uh, the, the trickster above all else. And he's even making fun of Lupin and Lupin just uses it as a demonstration moment and teaches the students a spell and gets some gum. I'm not exactly sure how gum sticks or goes through a, uh, a ghost, but throw some gum at him. And it, it just seemed really cool. Yeah, I also really love and respect how Lupin is with Neville in this chapter. You see him, you know, it starts out and they get into this classroom or the teacher's lounge and Snape is there and takes another opportunity to take a jab at Neville. And not only does Lupin defend Neville, but then he uses him as his example and he sets him up for success. And in the end, Neville's the one that completely ends the Bogart. And I think that that's just so redemptive for Neville. You know, it's almost like this chapter is playing off the two different angles. We have uh, this whole disastrous example with Neville in the beginning then we have a great example of Neville at the other end. And mm-hmm. it's showing, I guess, really how different um, scenarios of how a teacher interacts with you can bring out a dramatic results in the student. Yeah. I mean, you have Snape who basically embarrasses Neville and punishes Hermione for helping out another student, which... I don't know, I think most teachers would appreciate students helping students and everybody learning more. And then we have Lupin here who builds Neville up and even gives him the step-by-step of how to get Snape into his grandmother's clothing so that it's comedic for the whole class, but also successful in defeating the Bogart. But he does it in a way that's not diminishing of Neville and he still feels like he does it on his own. Yeah. And... Just really the whole dynamics of both of their classes are just so different. We have, you know, in uh, Snape's class, we have this whole contentious 
situation between Malfoy and Ron and Harry and Snape choosing sides in the battle and just really just, you know, throwing around his weight and putting others down. And it just seems like a place that no one would really want to be. And then we have Lupin's classroom, which is one full of joy and delight and then uh, the students cheering on one another as they go through these trials one after another and it just you wouldn't even think they go to the same school yeah it's very true like I want to go to one of Lupin's classes but Snape's classes sound awful and we even see in the beginning that Malfoy and his friends are late for the class for potions and Ron and Hermione and Harry even say to each other like that wouldn't be Snape's response if we were late but Snape doesn't punish them because he has this little favoritism for Malfoy, which we see play out throughout the chapter. Yeah, and maybe that's where the good news is. Because we're given, like, two different pictures here. One of a world in which um, there's uh, favoritism at the expense of others, of lifting others up and pushing others down, uh, continuing on this cycle of inequality that just seems to lead to delight for some and dread for others. And then we're given another example of one where there's mutual respect, care, help is given when it's asked for, and all this all seems to lead to everyone rising together. And, you know, that's really what the kingdom of God is all about. We right now live in a world of tremendous inequality, of, uh, of, rising some and at the expense of many, many others. And in our promises to Christ, we are shown examples of a new life that each and every one of us gets to play a part of, where we are all loved and we love each other. One where our neighbors are our friends and we are cared and respected by each other and by God. So maybe we should lean into that new narrative, that new world that Christ invites each and every one of us to be a part of. Amen. And we'll see you next week on another exciting episode of The Good News in Harry Potter. <laughs>